Hello, welcome back to another corporate finance Monday. And today is another one of those really good actionable things that you're going to be able to take and implement into your presentations. Today's about presenting slides. Now, remember back probably in season three or season four, I had talked about presentations in general. I saw that a lot of you did like my BIDC presentation and stuff like that. And what it comes down to, people, is obviously you know, having those expressions, you know, that, you know, introducing slides and changing topics, showing a sequence, talking about consequences and focusing on key information, right? Now, obviously with business presentation, it's just slightly different, but the same idea, it, it goes for whether it's a business English presentation or a presentation in general, right? And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to talk to you about what I see on a couple of specific slides, and then you're going to hear a presentation of the slides, and you're going to choose the best summary, okay, such as, you know, uh, the presenter, is he explaining why sales have declined, okay, why reduced net profit is a risk for the company, and outlining the risk of rising levels of inventory. That's something that you're going to decide on your own, right? And so, again, you know, based on what I say and based on what he says, are there, going, are there any differences between the presentation that I give versus the one that you heard, okay? And then again, based on your presentation, you know, you given a presentation, are there any things within this that you can implement to make it a little bit better, right? And so obviously presentations, they involve a lot of if, 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 because you're talking about, well, if this trend continues, uh, I'm convinced that we'll have significant cash flow uh, in the future, right? Uh, if I wanna make that negative, I could say, if this issue continues, I'm convinced we'll have significant cash flow problems in the future, right? So add in problems because that relates to issue. So there are a number of ways, there are a number of ways of, uh, you know, uh, going over these. And again, man, I really, really would love uh, to, you know, record some of the amazing conversations that I have with one of my Thai students. They're two businesswomen. One's, uh, one's an accountant and another one is, you know, I think a CEO to, not a CEO, a personal assistant to some of the bigger people in um, uh, one of the companies that I actually train at, who's a competitor of Ikea and uh, Lazy Boy. So you guys probably know those different types of furniture brands, but these conversations that I have with these two women are just so amazing because they teach me so much about overcapitalization and things that I've been discussing over the past several weeks, which is all just so fascinating, you know? And so with that being said, I'm gonna give you a presentation of these slides and then we're going to listen to a presentation and in saying that again choosing the best summary and also were there any differences between the two in terms of what i said and in terms of what he said now here we go imagine this this is very visual right so we have slide number one okay on the y-axis it's euro right on the x-axis it talks about uh year number one year number two year number three we're talking about selected P&L items. Now, in year number one, it was at 50, and I, I believe I'm just going to go by the million, 50 million euros. The net profit was a mere 20, and inventory was at 10. However, going into year two, both sales and the net 
profit had fallen while the inventory rose by 5 million euros. And as you can see in regards to, well, and as you can see, this is what I would say if you're actually, you know, looking at my presentation. In the third year, sales had declined by 40% versus year one to a mere, and I'm saying mere again, 30 million euros. Net profit had continued to decline and has reduced by 50% from year one, topping just at 10 million euros, while the inventory continues to rise at 5 million euros a year. So if I look at slide number two, Okay, in the y-axis, we have days inventory. And then on the x-axis, it talks about the year one, year two, year three. Now, days inventory rate. From year one, quarter one, it was at 30 days inventory. Now, I could just say that there was a steady incline all the way through quarter two, three, and four going into year one. And it continued to rise all the way to 80 days in inventory by quarter four in year three. So obviously you can see that there are significant issues in regards to what's happening in this company. Because if you look, and sorry, give me two seconds, gotta open up my window. If you look at this, sales have plummeted 40%. Your net profit has plummeted 50%, yet your inventory continues to go up and has gone up for, uh, 50%. Not only that, but the days in inventory at the beginning of year one, it was only 30 days. And now at the end of quarter four and year three, it's at 80 days. So the demand is very low. And so if I were to answer this question, if this continues, and as I had already said in one of the, uh, in one of the things in terms of the if clause, there are going to be significant cash flow problems because now you're going from 30 days cash flow to literally um, 80 days, right? You're going from making a lot of sales, 50 million worth to only 30 million worth. Your profit has declined by 50% and yet your inventory continues to climb. So obviously the demand is very low. So let's hear how this specific individual gives you this presentation. Now, remember, I was just doing this right off the top of my head, didn't prepare anything. I'm looking at the slides, but let's see how this guy gives the presentation. Track 10. Here we go. So we've had a look at the numbers and we've got some interesting results. You know what? And to be honest with you, I don't even know if this is actually the one that I'm looking at. Yeah, actually, that came from another day. Oh, my God, I'm all over the place. So let me hurry up and pull up the correct one. I'm all over the place. Believe me. People. Track 11. Here we go. Let's do it. OK, so let's move on to inventory management. Inventory. As you can see on the next slide, although our sales and profits have declined over the last three years, the level of inventory has actually increased. What this means is that we're currently overproducing mm. so that we're holding more inventory on our books. Yep. Moving on to the next slide, you can get some perspective on why this is worrying. This slide shows the day's sales inventory, which records the length of time it takes to sell our entire inventory. The slides show that this rate has increased over the last three years and is now nearly three times the rate it was three years ago. 
Finally, I'd just like to point out that the longer we hold inventory on our books, the greater pressure we place on our cash flow. If this trend continues, I'm convinced we'll have significant cash flow problems in the future. So now let's look at some possible solutions. And remember, if there are any cash flow problems, what happens? They're going to start releasing a lot of people. So in saying that, okay, there are different ways that you can open it up. Now, remember, I did it from just the top of my head, but listening to her language, she said, let's move on to finally, I'd like to. What this means is when you're trying to, uh, like in other words, Okay, so because of these two things, what this means is that we're we're overproducing is what she said, right? This slide shows, I'd like to just point out, or I'd like to point out, these are some really good things. Also, you could say, okay, as you can see on the next slide, she said that as a result of this, first I'll, uh, if I could just highlight, let's turn to, these are some really good ways that you could actually describe data analysis, which I had already spoken about, or if uh, I do believe it's going to be coming up in tomorrow's podcast. So with that being said, people, again, I have some other, uh, some other wonderful exercises that I could do. I'll probably get, you know, one of my students to uh, give me, um, you know, uh, you, you know, you have someone say, how would you present this and have them do some IG stories or something like that, you know, make it very, very interactive. But nonetheless, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. Make sure you follow me on Arsenio's ESL podcast. We're going to be going into an interview like we normally do uh, in the next corporate finance podcast. And if you enjoyed this, make sure you share it, make sure you rate it, and I'll see you in the next one. I'm your crazy host, as always, over and out.